Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. That was the music of Wendell Harrison. Farewell to welfare. Wendell Harrison is part of a really small community of artists who truly shaped what we think of as Detroit's modern jazz sound. He was one of the founders of Tribe Records, a black-owned company that was about community and education as much as it was about producing music. He's a saxophonist, clarinetist, and composer, and he is the 2018 Kresge Eminent Artist. We start the show today with a conversation with Wendell Harrison. Wendell, welcome to Detroit today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, and it's I wish the list, I, I wish the listeners could see could have seen the look on your face when that track started to play. It was wonderful. You were yeah. like, oh, I know that music. That's yeah. me. I was a young, a young man, you know, <laughs> dealing with self-determination in, in the Detroit. And a lot of artists that I came, I used to live in New York uh-huh. for a short time in the 60s, and I came back here, and uh, uh, I met a lot of artists uh, that wanted to uh, uh, get their music out and, and all over the world and whatnot. So we uh, organized a record label as well as a magazine and to uh, uh, to deal with composing, promoting, and, and uh, actually uh, 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 promoting, uh, developing our careers yeah. as, as jazz musicians yeah. and whatnot. And a lot of them, uh, well, it's two uh, icons that, that uh, joined me was uh, Marcus, Marcus Belgrade. Marcus, right. Yeah. You know, because I met him in New York. Uh-huh. Uh, when I met him, he was on the road with... Uh, Ray Charles, and then he would work with Count Basie, Duke Ellington, and, and Lyle Hampton and whatnot. Uh, he was a, 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 a very busy, active uh, yeah. musician yeah. playing with— Very uh, important piece of Detroit music history. Right, know. right. So he came back in the 70s, in the 60s, to work with Motown, you know. And another uh, gentleman uh, I met on the road was uh, Phil Rallin. He was mm-hmm. from uh, uh, Indiana, Indianapolis. And he, he did the same thing. He came to Detroit. Uh, Barry Gordy was attracting a lot of uh, prominent musicians yeah. from, from all over the country to yeah. come here to work. So talk about what that scene was like here in the 70s, uh, the jazz scene here in Detroit. I think people always think of Motown, of course, uh, yeah. as late 60s uh, and, and 70s shaping music here. But but jazz had, had at least as big a role as, as my yes, feeling. well, we you had a lot of great jazz musicians that was uh, uh, working for commercial labels, you know, and often, quite often you would find them uh, writing and arranging for uh, different orchestras and, you know, dealing with uh, people like Aretha Franklin, uh, 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 Marvin Gaye, and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the focus wasn't on jazz. So, so we uh, uh, got together and... Uh, uh, did uh, develop a consortium to to actually uh, 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 promote our our music as uh-huh. jazz musicians uh-huh. in the area, and uh, uh, it's very successful. It's re- really successful, you know, because we we got a lot of attention from Europe and as far places as Poland and Russia, you know, and uh, uh, we also had a, a magazine that was dealing with social economic. And political uh, concerns at that particular time. Yeah, yeah. Which which we used to uh, promote our music along with uh, the different uh, uh, current events that was happening. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 why why start a record label? What what was the well the main thing in terms of like I got some offers in New York. I used to record for Atlantic Records, you know, and I never did really like the deal that they was actually uh, offering, you know, because at that particular time, uh, if you had a, a some music that you wanted to promote. To get it out there, you would have to like uh, give up the publishing, and and oftentimes the the copyrights and whatnot, you know, and uh, that really didn't feel right to me, you know, yeah. to to really and, and uh, when you look at it uh, uh, economically, it didn't make sense, and I, I said, well, if I if I created the music, if we created our music, we should own it. You know, <laughs> right. it should be yours. Yeah, right? and it's, if we give a percentage to somebody, that should be our decision. You know, to put it out there or whatnot. You yeah. know, yeah. so uh, and it was a lot of us that felt the same way. You know, so uh, tribe, we got together as tribe. There was another group out of uh, New York was uh, Strata East, and mm-hmm. then uh, uh, some folks, musicians out of uh, St. Louis, called themselves Bag. You know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and other people out of uh, Chicago and whatnot, you know, started different labels, uh, uh, independent labels at that particular time. Yeah, which yeah. was really. Uh, uh, I mean, it was the way it was the way that you could make sure that you were doing the work that you right. wanted to do, but also protecting it, right? Protecting it and getting it heard, like, uh, and, and uh, actually, uh, a lot of what we did made names. You know, so we was able to work yeah. all over the world, putting uh, uh, just just by uh, putting our, our music out there, and a lot of we had a lot of support from radio stations and distributors and and uh, uh, people that was uh, instrumental in in, in uh, promoting music. They had the interest. They really had an interest in uh, uh, helping uh, 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 jazz musicians. Right. You know. Right. Because a lot of the music that was put out. By major record companies, it was like marginalized and 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 uh, wasn't really uh, actually. If you had a producer that was working with a record company, they wanted you to play a certain way, <laughs> and they thought uh, their way was the hot. You know, their way was <laughs> that the was way, the right way, the right, right way, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, so, uh, by uh, all of these uh, artists produced themselves. They were their own producers. And, and publishers yeah. and whatnot. So they had the uh, autonomy, you know, right, right. over what they wanted to do. Right. I, th- I think that's 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 so important uh, for artists. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Wendell Harrison, a Kresge eminent artist for 2018. Uh, Wendell has been a, music, a musician here uh, in the Detroit area for about 60 years. Uh, he's a co-founder of Tribe Records, a black-owned company that was about community and education mm-hmm. much as it was about producing music. If you want to call and join the conversation, that would be wonderful. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phone. So that's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page 
Uh, put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Also today, we are live on Facebook uh, if you want to go and take a look at the conversation I'm having with Wendell Harrison. We're also going to have a conversation with Devin Skillian of WDIV here in Detroit. Uh, he recently went to South Korea ahead of the Olympics, and uh, we're expecting the U.S. Poet Laureate, Tracy K. Smith, to stop by as well. She is here for a performance at uh, the DIA, uh, let's go to let's go to the phones here. Uh, Gene, Gene in Detroit, welcome to Detroit today. Oh, uh, thank you, Stephen. Hey, Gene. I just wanted to uh, give a shout out and congratulations to Wendell. Hmm. Uh, uh, it should be ten times the amount uh, Craig has given you, brother. <laughs> I, 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 I used to be uh, part of the tribe. I wrote for Tribe Magazine back in the early 70s. Oh, is this Gene? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for those opportunities. I know you got a lot of heat for the yeah. subjects that I, I put out there and some of those articles, but I appreciate what, well, that's what, what you did and what you tried to do. I really appreciate your call. <laughs> uh, uh, I haven't seen you in so it's been many years. Wow. <laughs> so are you still in Detroit? I'm still in Detroit. I, I remember fondly uh, the little uh, jazz club uh, uh, called the English Pub on Broad Street. Yeah. You and your band used to play at. That was out. Somebody <laughs> one of these days uh, writes uh, some, some of the history of jazz in Detroit. <laughs> wow. Right, right. Well, they gave a, the magazine gave a lot of opportunities for uh, uh, writers at that particular time to get their uh, uh, voices heard. You know, in their yeah. opinions, mm -hmm. and this was like a spurred by uh, Herb Boyd. You know, a lot of his students from uh, Wayne State would uh, 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 send articles to the magazine uh -huh. and whatnot. Uh -huh. And uh, it was it was a good time yeah. because the articles that was written it wasn't you couldn't see them in the Detroit News or some of the mainstream uh, sure. um, uh, publications and whatnot. Yeah, it was another way to get the to get the message out about music right. and other things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Gene was great. Yeah. No, Gene is a Gene is a fixture here uh, yeah. in Detroit and on the show. He's a frequent uh, caller and a and I consider him a, a good and friend. He's got a good, a unique voice. He does. As soon as <laughs> I does. heard the voice, he's got oh, a great <laughs> voice, right? Gene. <laughs> You're like, I know who that is. Uh, you know, uh, when I want to ask you about Barry Harris, uh, mm -hmm. who helped define. The sound of Detroit jazz, but but I also understand uh, was is is one of the people that you really look yeah. to. Very is like a, a, a talking about pedagogy. He he would teach you, but he would teach you how to uh, 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 teach other students mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. and whatnot. Uh, he was my corner base. He's one of my uh, cornerstones in terms of my development. You know, because I learned how to play. He taught me the language of jazz, you know, uh -huh. uh, uh, dealing with uh, 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 Charlie Parker, mm -hmm. Bud Powell, Dizzy Gillespie, and, and uh, uh, that's my base, you know. Uh, and uh, it's taken me, his studies has taken me 60 years, you know, <laughs> of my career. <laughs> right. And, and I, also I put out uh, uh, authored books on his methodology, mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. in terms of uh, uh, how to play and play through changes and whatnot, how to interpret tunes and and uh, how to improvise right. in, in the jazz uh, uh, in the jazz language. And, and how different is that in 
the sort of Detroit context than other jazz. I mean, Detroit jazz is different from jazz from New Orleans or New York. Uh, uh, talk about those those distinctions. The, well, in the 50s and, and 60s, uh, uh, the bebop was was uh, the, the real uh, direction uh-huh. of, uh, because uh, believe it or not, Detroit is, is really conservative in terms of uh, music. You know, people study uh, put a lot of uh, emphasis on study mm-hmm. uh, in in Detroit. You have people like Donald Byrd, uh, Yusuf Latif, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, people attending uh, schools like Cass Tech, and we had a conservatory and of uh, music. And people was all, all, always studying, trying to uh, craft their art. Yeah, you know, and uh, uh, so every all the people that would go to New York. You know they would make it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and they had a distinct way of, uh, of, of playing, playing the music. They could read, they could they could improvise, they could interpret, and whatnot. And uh, but it was mainly uh, in the fifties. Uh, a lot of people came uh, uh, to get jobs in the uh, automotive uh, yes. industry and whatnot. People came from the fa- uh, from the south, from Europe and mm-hmm. whatnot. And uh, especially black people was making money, yes. you know, uh, co- on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they put that in a lot of uh, 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 black people uh, bought homes and uh, uh, developed business, created businesses and whatnot. And some of the businesses were uh, 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 restaurants and bars that supported jazz. And people came like Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, they yeah. came here to play and stayed here right. for, for uh, a, a period of time. You had uh, clubs like the Bluebird mm-hmm. that was owned by uh, Clarence Eddings and, uh, that was on Timon Street. And people mm-hmm. came, uh, like Miles uh, frequently played there uh, at the Bluebird. And uh, people like Joe Henderson. And, and uh, 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 then you had other clubs also like Klein Showbar, uh, Baker's. You know, he was dealing with national uh, entertainment, and and uh, the work was 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 so plentiful in that particular uh, time. People would come here and actually stay six months and work. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And at that particular time, you didn't have to go to New York. Oftentimes, people would stay in their home t- town, you know, locally. And go to New York and record and come back. And come home. And yeah. work. Yeah. That's Barry, uh, uh, Kenny Burrell, Barry Harris, Kenny Burrell, a uh, uh, lot of artists, Yusuf Latif, they stayed here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they would go out, and every so often they would go out and record uh, uh, in New York or California, but they would come, come back. Now, uh, it was a downsize in the um, uh, economy in the late 50s. I remember that everybody made the exit to New York, <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, and and most most of people not not only Detroit but St. Louis, Chicago, and um, I met a lot of people when I I left for New York in the sixties. I met a lot of people that was arriving at the same time I was, you know, from St. Louis, uh-huh, uh, like uh-huh. Grant Green. Yeah, he was he was there, so I got a chance to uh, meet and work with Grant Green and. Uh, Sun Rower came from, uh, uh, arrived from Chicago with his full band. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I got a chance to work with him. And, and, and uh, 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 
So at that particular point, it, it was a paradigm. People would go to, go to New York and live and work out of New York. This, this was in the 60s whatnot. This is, this is uh, what I experienced as a jazz musician. Sure. You know, sure. everybody was coming from other places, other lo locations in the 60s. Right, right. You know? um, uh, before, I, before I let you go, I, wanna, I want you to talk a little about the time you spent here at WDET. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a high point. That was right? really a high point. You know, uh, when I was here, um, uh, uh, we pr promoted a show called Destinated, Destination Out. That was Kim Heron's show. Yeah, yeah. Know, for, for a long time. And uh, uh, Kim and myself have been friends ever since the early 70s and whatnot. And uh, I had an organization, I have a still organization called Rebirth Incorporated. Mm -hmm. We got uh, grants to actually promote jazz artists and they, they, their uh, uh, compositions and whatnot. And... Uh, Kim invited me to co-host a show. So we brought people in from New York, uh, uh, Chicago, California, New Orleans, to come here and play live at WDET. Right. Every Sunday. This, right. Well, actually, maybe twice, twice, uh, uh, twice a month mm -hmm. on WDET. And uh, they would uh, tell their story and whatnot. And then while they were in town, we would book them at different um, clubs. Book them into the clubs, right? With different yeah. clubs like uh, Bomax, uh, uh, Bakers, and uh, uh, different. It was a it was a, 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 a Harmony. I'm trying to think of the uh, Harmony Park. Oh sure, you yeah. Know, it was a, uh, a it was really a, a active place. Uh, you had Intermezzos, you had uh, Harmony Park Cafe, mm -hmm. and you had the Jazz Center, the Car Center. The Car Center, sure. You know, in that park. And uh, uh, we would, oftentimes, we would book artists in that, those different venues and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the major artists that, that we booked a lot was Harold McKinney. Yeah, right. Uh, one, of my, <laughs> one of my favorites, uh, yeah. Harold, and now his daughter. Right. Galen is Galen. Uh, Ooh, yeah. wow! Yeah. I remember when she was born. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. no, we, I've had her uh, on the show before as well. Yeah, so. she she's a, a great. The whole family is great. You know, they named a, a street after the uh, uh, Harold after Harold. They did called the uh, McKinney Way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, this <laughs> is really really uh, yeah. Yeah. great. So uh, the Kim Heron show really. Uh, you know, got the, gave the opportunity to promote uh, jazz artists in this particular area from the, that that was living in New York and whatnot. Yeah, you know, yeah. you would hear them on the radio. These are artists that you would hear on the radio, but you never did uh, 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 know their person personality and whatnot. Right, you could hear yeah. them talk about yeah. their work and then hear them hear them play live. Right, okay. that was really great. Wendell Harrison, Kresge Eminent Artist for 2018. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you. Today and congratulations. It's an honor yeah. to be here. It's an honor to be alive. <laughs> right? That's absolutely right. All right. Uh, what we're going out here on is Wendell Harrison. Tons and tons of BS. Uh, another one of his <laughs> great, great uh, cuts. All right. Up next, we're going to talk with Tracy K. Smith, who is the U.S. Poet Laureate. She is in town for an appearance at the DIA. Stay with us on Detroit Today.